Carrie and Lowell being his deceased mother and stepdad. Now, I saw Fast and Furious when it came out, the first film, and I hated it. I laughed at it and I poked fun at it and I saw the second one on TV and it was even worse. It was dreadful. Just really hammy and cheesy and the acting substandard and it was a joke and... And I just ignored the franchise for a very long time until the fifth film came out, uh, Fast Five, and I absolutely loved it. And I went back and started enjoying the previous movies. I think I might have said it on the last show, but it's it's like bad Bond movies, like Octopussy or uh, Moonraker or something. There's something homogenous about the franchise that makes it easy to watch even the crapper ones uh, without too much trouble and gain enjoyment out of them. Um I mean, critically, the first one was probably all right. Uh, the second one's got a lot wrong with it, but it's still enjoyable. Um, the third one, Tokyo Drift, was is it, it just makes me laugh. It's so bad and it's so corny and it's terrible. It's like absolute garbage. But of course, you can still kind of enjoy it. They know they knew exactly what they were doing when they tapped into this shiny racing car rap music everything goes together really well um and makes it kind of uh, it's all cinematic stuff that they use on those on those films but the fifth film was actually really really good it became like a artificial intelligence the franchise became aware of itself and aware enough that even when it was being silly it was actually in on the joke this time and the rock was a superb addition to the cast Really interesting thing about this franchise, most franchises hit the ground running. Um, they've usually built up a lot of momentum through books or stuff like that, or or they're just, you know, just massively big films from the start, and that leads to other films coming out of them. But with The Fast and the Furious, they were all, the first four films are all successful, but the cast that is the main cast of Fast and Furious only existed really from the fourth film. The first film had... Um, the basics of the cast and the second film jettisoned them all bar Paul Walker and actually used an entirely new cast apart from the police but no one cares about those in those films anyway the third film abandoned everybody and had an entirely new cast in Tokyo so it was only the fourth film when they started to realize maybe we should actually use the people that people like in these movies and since then it's had a very rigid cast four wasn't a great film either but five was Six was nearly as good, and Seven has just come out. First one by a new director in a while. Uh, I think it was James Lynn's done great work on the previous two films. So why James Wan, who is most famous for creating and directing the really not very good Saw movie franchise, and not really anything outside of the horror genre, why he's been picked for this, I don't know. But they've made a good choice. He has actually done a really good job. (coughs) Um, it follows the last few films have followed almost exactly on from each other (coughs) excuse me Um, and in this one we have the added uh, interest and intrigue which dominates the film which is the death of Paul Walker during filming Uh, and the fact that they stopped the movie and uh, worked out what to do used his brothers as body doubles used CGI on his face to finish I think he'd filmed about half the way through the movie and it also had to change the story significantly as well uh such story as there is it sort of doesn't really matter the stuff that's good about the story in the fast and furious franchise is they do actually carry it on 
So we do actually have things such as Letty, who was uh, Van Diesel's wife, was killed and then found had amnesia, and she appears back in this one, still has no idea who anyone is. Um, other than that, it's the main cast, and, and broadly similar to uh, Fast 6, which is some international terrorist guy um, has some super weapon that they're trying to James Bond-like take out of it. The, you know, the weapon itself is quite good. It's um, broadly similar to what Batman had in The Dark Knight. It's a, a device called the God's Eye, a device that makes every single electronic device, camera, microphone, everything all work together so it becomes very, very easy to locate someone anywhere in the world through visual imaging and so on. So it's quite a good idea. But another thing that I've noticed a fair bit in uh, movies, such as uh, the Avengers and so on, is they tend to over-egg a central idea and have more than one thing going on, and they've done that here. Luckily, it doesn't over-egg it, because it's not neither plotline is big. Um, and that's Jason Statham, who is the brother of... Uh, what's his name? I'll just see if I can get his name. From the last film, um, the baddie in that... And he ends up being put in hospital and put into a coma and paralysed. And um, Jason Statham, his brother, arrives to wreak hell. Lucas Black? No, not him. I can't find his name now. Whoever the English actor is who was in the Dracula movie, that guy. Um, yeah, he basically shows up at the start in hospital and Jason Statham appears. And Jason Statham's already taken out Han, one of the uh, characters that goes all the way back to Tokyo Drift. Um, and he comes after the rest of Van Diesel's crew. Um, the Rock isn't in this one very much, which is a shame. Uh, apparently that was conflict of scheduling. Um, he ends up being almost killed by Jason Statham at the start and sort of re-emerges later in the picture. Um, other than that, it's a travelogue adventure movie, action adventure, most broadly to me in every way, Mission Impossible 4, which was a great success. A little too hammy at times, but absolutely state-of-the-art schmicko locations. They have a car chase in Furious 7 inside a flat. Like in, I notice one thing that gets on my nerves a bit is they always seem to end up in Abu Dhabi or Dubai. And you can't help but think these are just big adverts for those cities. As they appear in very prominently in a lot of places. But they're in this guy's apartment. And it's so big they actually managed to have a car driving around inside it that then leaps from one skyscraper to another and then to a third from through the windows uh, some of the stunts in it are quite dazzling um the mix of cgi and live stunts is is well handled there aren't many times where you're actually going i mean obviously leaping a car through the windows of one skyscraper and into the windows of the other can't possibly have been done but i know through reading up another sequence where they jump about eight cars out of the back of um, a Hercules transporter at 12,000 feet. That did happen, and they did do that, which is bizarre. Um, so, yeah, it's just a standard formula um, run chase where they have one baddie chasing them, and he kind of gets together with this terrorist that's after this device, and Van Diesel's men all come back together and try to stop them and protect themselves at the same time, which is broadly similar to the last movie. Um, other than the only new bits then being chased. Um, so other than that, and you've got Paul Walker as the main fascination point, um, and you wonder how they're going to handle him dying. Um, 
they leave it out of the movie and they almost do a tag on bit at the end where they actually reference it and they do so very well it's been very very well received the way that they deal with his death they do it with a great deal of dignity even a little bit of artistry as well um i thought they handled it really well it's a very poignant end almost tear jerky so anyway it's it's got as far as action movie franchises go the acting has got slightly better over time from everyone including van diesel who was i thought awful at times in the early ones but everyone is kind of on point now um once again it would probably be right at the top of feminist movies um despite the odd uh, scantily clad women dancing around and being objects um there is still a very high quota of prominent lead roles in it uh, for women and this time around even though there's not quite as many women as in say fast five there's a very wide role so one of them's a stay-at-home mum, another one's a high-ranking cop uh one's a computer science wizard and a couple of the others are full-blown action heroes like michelle rodriguez uh and rana ruzi i think she's in it as well the usc star so they've got great roles for women and a, and a wide variety so anyway there's not really much point in talking about it for 20 minutes like i've just done um i liked it for me five is still the uh, gold standard this is on a par with six um it, it's enjoyable and it's as far as a, a franchise like this goes i would say this is amongst the most satisfying you get out of this kind of action blockbuster and certainly compared to the recent die hard movies or anything like that it's miles above miles more enjoyable characters are all settled in and well done to james wan for not upsetting the apple cart and actually turning in a really decent effort so i'm going to give furious 7 8 out of 10 i hope i didn't talk about that for ages uh from the feature album by courtney Bar.